0: Hello, and welcome to Cultivate to Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Gunn. My mission is to help women find and live their purpose, resulting in discovering who they innately are. are. Throughout this podcast journey, I will help you to uncover your talents and your strengths to lead you on the path of realizing value in self, to grow in love of self, to lead to a fulfilling purpose, and to build stronger relationships. Because I believe that relationships are very important, in this first episode, I will share about myself and why I started this podcast. As a young adult, after graduating from high school, I attended. My parents more than encouraged me to attend college. It was an expectation. They wanted to give me a foundation for a successful life. Although I'm grateful for not only the opportunity, but for the opportunity to do so without a financial burden. But I didn't have a choice. Almost a year before I graduated college, I had married my husband. We knew we wanted a family. We knew we wanted our kids to have a parent at home with them. Since my husband was in a technical trade already making good money, we decided I would be home with our children when we had them. Besides, I really wanted to be with them. We knew this meant living on one income, so we decided to delay a career for me. While I attended college, I was working in fast food. I had the opportunity to promote to a manager position. I was a natural in management. Plus, my degree was in business administration with a concentration in marketing. It seemed like a good step to take. Now, at the time, I was working 30 hours a week, attending college full-time, plus commuting, and entered into this management training program. Much like college, there was reading, studying, and tests. I knew that college was more important. I tried to work it out with my manager at my job that testing for that program would take place after my college finals. Even though he had the authority to make that happen and told me he would work it out, he would not work with me. i had let him know when my final exams were in college. And it just so happened that he made sure they coincided, happened at the same time. So one had to go. Naturally, I dropped the management program at the fast food restaurant and stuck with college. There were other issues with this job, so I left it to take a pay cut to work at a retail establishment while I finished college. It was a large chain. After talking with a woman in HR, she assured me that I would be able to work my way up to corporate since I was getting the college degree. It didn't take long to see that this was yet another fallacy. And by the way, as a side note, this was really, okay, this is going to age me a little, but this was before the internet, right? So we didn't have, I, I didn't even know about networking, and we certainly didn't have LinkedIn or anything like that. But because at this job, I was getting, oh, I think it was four to eight hours a week, one day a week at minimum wage, which at that time was four twenty-five an hour. I went back to fast food. We gave birth to our first child. She was a preemie. She thrived. We had family willing to watch her while we worked. So I did go back to work. During this time, more empty promises were made. So I decided to find another job that offered opportunities for advancement. I went into management at another fast food restaurant where the opportunity for store management and district management were discussed. Our second child, a boy, was born. My husband at the time was on nights and I worked during the day, so we no longer needed a sitter. But lo and behold, our son was colicky. He was sick, throwing up, projectile vomiting, keeping my husband from getting sleep, and no family was interested in watching two babies, let alone one that was colicky. They were 18 months apart. So we didn't want our children in child care. So that's when I became a stay-at-home mother. Really, that was my favorite time being home with my kids. I love being there. I love giving them the foundation that they needed having parents home. Occasionally, you know, we would need a little extra money. So when work got tough for my husband, I went to work at nights. I would take a part-time job and basically go to work when they were sleeping. And I would be home before they were up in the morning. But basically around that, my life was my family. I became a Girl Scout leader, then a Boy Scout leader. And I was a Girl Scout leader even after our third child. I got involved in the PTA. Our third child was another girl. So I was Girl Scout leader for two groups and my son was involved in sports growing up, and the girls were involved in sports. We were very involved with our children. I enjoyed being with my kids immensely, but I was missing something. In 2000, my husband got laid off. Work was hard to find in his trade, so I went to work for a large retailer. I worked my way up to department store manager, and eventually to the receiving area manager for a store that had groceries and general merchandise. It was a very large store. The manager before me just up and quit. She left a mess with them not knowing where product was, what was going, processes were a mess, and there were 40 employees. So I had to learn a lot. I had never worked in receiving. I had worked in management. I had run several departments, and I have a lot of experience managing employees and working with employees, but I, like I said, I'd never worked in receiving before, so My first step was to learn every position in that department because I needed to know the jobs to help my employees be successful. Heck, I even learned to drive a Hilo, which was scary for everyone. I love the job and I love working with a large variety of personalities. I was told that once I got everything under control, that I could work an early morning shift or whatever shift was suitable, and that I figured that way I could be home for my kids. They were in school, and I could go to work early. They'd go to school, and I'd be home when they came home from school. But like all things, this started getting bad. The general manager made it clear that every person was replaceable. Basically, we offered no unique value, right? we were all just interchangeable pieces in a cog for them to make money. They were taking advantage of us exempt employees. Those are the employees that don't get paid overtime. That way they could reduce hours of the employees who got paid overtime. People were not being treated well. I was spending more time at work and less time at home with my husband and kids. Mind you, making the same amount of money, but I had to put in more hours. During this time, my husband was able to get a new job, so it was an easy decision for me to quit. Funny thing is, right after I resigned, the company restructured and a lot of people lost their job. After a while, we took the opportunity to move to a smaller town. We loved it. The kids loved the schools and I ended up getting a job at a church just for extra cash. We put two of our kids in private school. The area was home. Our church family was home. Life was good. My husband's job, which was tied into the auto industry was very lucrative for us until the auto industry crashed. My husband worked for an auto industry contractor. He lost his job and I was only making enough money to pay for our health insurance. Because when you work for a church, the church will pay uh, the premiums for your insurance. But if you want the family insured, you have to pay the full premiums. So I was basically working for health insurance. Unemployment was not a long-term option. By the way, whenever he applied for a job, there were literally hundreds and hundreds of people applying for the job. And there were so many overqualified people applying for jobs because the jobs are so far and few between. After nine months, we knew it was time to move to a new state. It was just not looking good at all. It was 2007 and Texas was thriving. My husband worked with a staffing agency to line up a few interviews. He packed up one of our cars and he moved to Texas. He went to his interviews, he accepted a job, got an apartment, And that's where he lived. We talked every day and visited every couple of weekends. He came and visited us. After all, we had three kids. After four months when school let out for the summer, he came home, we packed up everything we had and we moved the family to Texas. At this time, we had two kids in high school and one in elementary. So I thought it was a perfect time to start a marketing career. My search did not go well for someone at my age with a low level of marketing experience. Really, the only marketing I did was I was marketing for our Catholic school, in addition to my church job as a part-time job. And also moving to Texas, you really needed to be bilingual. In other words, English and Spanish. And I was not where we came from. Spanish was not, at that time, a big second language in the state although things have changed. I landed a job as the secretary of internal audit for a nonprofit. I knew that this was not where I would stay, and I communicated that during my interview. After all, I had a degree, I loved marketing, and I wanted a career. I wanted something to feel fulfilled about. I quickly worked my way up to the auditor position, and it was fun and interesting, but I was still not fulfilled. I then left to manage a multi-million dollar church. I was successful at implementing policies that weren't in place and procedures that were lacking. I learned about facilities more than I ever wanted to know. But it was not my passion. I started getting burnt out. It was when the pastor and I were researching ways to get parishioners more engaged that we came across gallup Clifton strengths. After talking with many churches who have implemented it and doing my own research, we decided we wanted this tool at our church. We wanted our members engaged. Reviewing costs, we decided it was better to have someone at our church certified instead of paying Gallup to send coaches. Talking with the representative from Gallup, I wanted to do it. I spoke to our pastor and he approved. My aha moment came. When I received my results from the Clifton Strengths Assessment, I knew why I would get bored or burnt out. I knew why, for many years, I had the skills to do the job and I did them well. But I still felt like I was missing something. I knew why I wasn't fulfilled. Knowing myself better has made me a stronger person on a path of purpose. It has helped me to deepen the relationship and understanding that my husband and I share. Being a coach has given me the opportunity to work with people to reach their aha moments. It's amazing when you see someone's eyes just light up and they realize, wow, I have strengths. I have values. Look what I can accomplish. This podcast will give me the opportunity to share insights into building stronger relationships as well well as building a stronger you. I will share stories, strategies, information, and much more. I cannot wait to share all of this with you. It is truly my purpose and my mission to help women be the best that they can be. I want you to know your strengths, to know your talents, to know your value and to be able to apply that, to live a fulfilling life, not to feel like you just have to go punch a time clock or just work to get a paycheck, but really enjoy what you're doing, both personally and professionally. I would love feedback anytime. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. And Instagram, my company, my coaching company is Cultivate and Thrive. So you can message me, you can leave comments on this podcast, but I really want to serve you. So thank you so much for joining me for this first episode of Cultivate to Thrive podcast. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share with someone who needs to hear today's message. This podcast is brought to you by Cultivate and Thrive, coaching by Michelle. Have a blessed and purposeful week.